would make his grand in a prophecy by Isaiah at least 700 years before Jesus would make his grand entrance. Isaiah 9 and 6 says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Great Fanfare. And although he did not arrive with great fanfare, with a royal carpet, or with any angels blowing horns, there were no royal red uh, carpets, cameras, or media announcing his arrival, but his arrival was through the power of the Spirit. I want to read through a, a few verses here that kind of outline where I'm going here today. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way when his mother Mary had, to, had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit." She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Uh, moving over to Luke chapter 1 and verse 13. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. For your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. Skipping down to verse 15. For he will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to, their, to the Lord their God, and he will go before them in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. Luke uh, 1, chapter, or verse 23, skipping down to 23. And when his time of service was ended, he went, home, went to his home, and after these days his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she kept herself hidden, saying... Uh, down to verse 34. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age also has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Both Matthew and Luke write of the Holy Spirit and the power of God moving upon Mary. Verse 36 says, Elizabeth also conceived a son and she was six months pregnant after being barren. How did Elizabeth, who was unable to have children, all of a sudden be with child? For nothing will be impossible with God. 
God's ways are above our ways. His thoughts above our thoughts. And when we think impossible, remember this. Now unto Him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. When we think impossible, we must remember the One who can do the work that is far greater than we can even ask or even think. Don't give up on your prayers just yet. Don't give up on God yet. God is not finished. Keep believing. Know that the God of the impossible hears your prayers. Know that God has a plan. He has a purpose and a fulfillment that will take place in your life. You may not see it right now in this season of life, but stay faithful. Stay prayerful. It is the pattern of life we must live in God. Zachariah and Elizabeth both served God faithfully, had according to to Scripture here in Luke, prayed about the desire to have a child. And they were in a different season of their life. They had no idea that she was going to be used of God in this way. She didn't know a miracle was going to happen of this magnitude in her life. But God is for us and God is with us. And there is something about this we need to put in our spirit today. God is with us. There is something that happens when Mary and Elizabeth get together. Remember the angel said John would be filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb. And in those days, in verse 39 of Luke chapter 1, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary and the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. There is some powerful imagery in this scripture. This story of Elizabeth and Mary is amazing. But then when you get to this point and you read of the meeting between Mary and Elizabeth, we can see something significant developing here. When Mary spoke, the baby heard her voice. And the baby John leaped in Elizabeth's womb. And in that moment, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. The voice of Mary who was carrying baby Jesus spoke a greeting and the Spirit of God moved the baby and the mother. We may not understand all that took place in this moment, but I can just imagine the presence and the power of God moving in this room. Can't you imagine that with with me here for a moment? Just the power to hear the voice of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Oh, what a powerful experience that took place. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. We transition now from this move of the Spirit to another 
In Acts chapter 2 and verse 4, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each of them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Jesus said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. This same Spirit that Mary and Elizabeth experienced when encountering their miracle babies is the same power we receive today. The power created a new life in them naturally, but the Spirit of God brought them to life spiritually. And this is what happens when we experience new birth. While we cannot be born again naturally, we can be born again spiritually. Jesus explained this to Nicodemus in John chapter 3 and verse 1. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. He said, do not marvel that I said unto you, you must be born again. It is critical that we understand what happens when we receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. It is the miracle of God. The Spirit of God living in us. It is God with us. We can't be exceptional in the kingdom of God without His power. We cannot do extraordinary things without the Spirit of God. We cannot see miracles and signs and wonders without the power of God working in our lives. It's not what Justin can do. It's not what I can do in my natural man. But it's when the Spirit of God comes upon me. Just like when Mary was filled with the Spirit. Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit. Mary conceived baby Jesus by the Spirit of God. There is a power that comes upon us. It's that same Spirit that we receive. And I believe we often do lose the wonder of it all. How Jesus came to this earth and then left us left us with His power and His name to use as He did while on earth. Emmanuel, God with us, is not just a Christmas slogan. 
God with us is a real experience that we have when we submit ourselves to God through repentance. There is nothing greater than receiving the Spirit of God in your life and then understanding what you just received. Oh, do we understand it here today? Do we understand what takes place when God fills someone with the power of His Spirit? Do you take for granted the power that's come into your life? You sat here maybe for years, maybe another, another church, or you've been a part of the church for a while, and you've sat there with the power of God in your life, and you've sat there and you've neglected it, and you've just allowed it to be dormant in your life. You've not allowed the Spirit of God to flow out of you. I'm telling you, there's something powerful about the Spirit of God. It is why we need His Spirit in our lives. It is why we want you, if you do not have God's Spirit today, it is why we want you to receive this great power of the Spirit of God. It is so important. It is so vital. And when you come through repentance and you say, God, forgive me of my sins. I am a sinner. I need your grace and your mercy in my life. Forgive me for the things of my past. And I go down into the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus. And I come up out of the waters for the remission of my sins. My sins are gone away forever. And then guess what can happen? I can receive the power of that spirit hallelujah I know it's it's different here today we got a horse and carriage right after church but there's something about the spirit of God that must excite us that must get us into our core the fiber of who we are do you understand what happened when Jesus was conceived in, in the virgin Mary the power of God came upon her life. It was Emmanuel, God with us. Do you understand what happened when she walked into that room with Elizabeth and Elizabeth was standing there and the baby in Elizabeth's womb heard her voice. That baby jumped up. Woo! Jesus is in the room. Jesus just entered the room and she was filled with the Spirit of God. That's what the Bible says. Jesus was in the room. How powerful it is to know that the Spirit of God is real, that it is powerful, that it moves in our lives. There's nobody here that should not want to experience this great power, this great Spirit. This great Holy Ghost. We must yearn for it. We must desire it. We must see that people desire this great Spirit of God. There is nothing greater than receiving the Spirit of God in your life and then understanding what you received. We cannot sell it short. We can't understate it. We have to understand the power to change lives is here God is with us. 
We cannot forget that God who can do anything, who can do the impossible, has this life set up so that whosoever will can receive salvation. And this salvation includes being filled with the Holy Spirit, the power of God. There must be a recognition of this great power, this great name of Jesus. The disciples of Jesus began to understand what Jesus taught them about the Spirit. And in Acts chapter 3 and verse 1, Peter and John were going to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man lame from birth was being carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called Beautiful Gate to ask alms of those entering the temple. And seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms and Peter directed his gaze at him as did John and said look at us and he fixed his attention to them expecting to receive something from them but Peter said I have no silver and I have no gold but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk and he took up uh, took him by the right hand and he raised him up And immediately his feet and his ankles were made strong. And leaping he stood and he began to walk and entered the temple with them and walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat there at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And what happened? And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Oh, where's the wonder? Where's the wonder? This powerful Spirit of God that is in us. Where by the name of Jesus, we can say, be healed, and you can be healed. Oh, where's the wonder? Where's the amazement? I ask you today, where is the wonder. What causes people to be filled with wonder and amazement? The miracle working power from the Almighty God. Peter and John said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And this is showing us that God is with us. God is with us. I can't do anything in my own name. I can't do anything in my own power. But in the name of Jesus, I can speak life into others around me. It is by God's power in me and by the authority in the name of Jesus that I can see miracles and that I can see signs and wonders. Emmanuel, God with us, is not just a scripture we read at Christmas. It is a real life experience we have when receiving the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. We must understand this power. We must understand what we have access to in the Spirit. The Holy Ghost is is God living in you. God with us. God with us. God, let that sink in. God with us. God with us. God with us. Acts 19 and 1. And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. And there he found some disciples. And he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No. We've not heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. 
And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling people to believe in the one who is to come after him. That is Jesus. And on hearing this, on hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. The baby leaped when it heard Mary's voice. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul asked some other Christians he came across in Ephesus, did you receive the Holy Spirit? And they said, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. But on hearing about the name of Jesus, they were baptized in Jesus' name. And when Paul in verse 6 had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. I think we need to get our voices ready to talk about Jesus, about His name, His power, and the baptism of His Spirit. People need to hear about Jesus. I want the Spirit of God in my life to cause someone to hear my voice concerning the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus and be filled with the Spirit of God. We've got to activate our faith a little bit here today. We've got to understand what we have. This Spirit of God in our lives. Guess what this is? It is God with us. It is God with us. It is Emmanuel. He came to earth. He came to earth to provide a way for you to escape the hellish consequences of skin. Sin. Skin, too. We leave our skin behind, right? We want to go to a better place. But we are, we are here today because of this great power, this great anointing, this great spirit. And we cannot take it for granted. We have to understand here today what God has given to his church, what he left behind as Emmanuel. God with us. Jesus is not still in the tomb. He's not still laying in the grave. But Jesus came to this earth to die for you and for me. He came to this earth conceived in a virgin body. Mary would have never known that she would be used in this way to carry the sacrifice for the world. What a miraculous event. What a miraculous moment. What seems impossible to us is always possible to God. This Christmas season will soon 
be over. We will have another year in the books. And What is this season that we need to remember going into next year? I believe as our mission 2023 has been stated over the past few weeks, we must not forget that God is with us. We have the power in the name of Jesus to turn our world upside down. To speak into the lives of people that need to hear, that need to hear people with the Spirit of God in their lives. I want people to hear from me and feel the Spirit of God. The miracle working power of God that brings life and healing at the mention of His name. There is no greater experience than knowing that God is with us. There is no greater experience than that of salvation. And it is important that your encounter with God on this journey has a point where you experience the new birth. You may be in different places on your journey here today. And maybe you have not made that, that trek to repentance. Maybe you've not come to that place in your life where you saw it necessary to repent of your sins. Maybe you've come to the place and, and you've said, well, I don't know if I need to get baptized yet. I, I'm just not ready for that. And that's okay. But there will come a time on this journey where you will want to go down into the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus. And there will come a time where you will be standing in the presence of God, hearing something from the Word of the Lord, and God will fill you with His Spirit. Jason, is it real? Jason, he received the Spirit of God a couple of weeks ago. The Spirit of God is real today, just as it was when Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit. It is real here today. Jesus set up His kingdom so that no one would perish and that all would have the opportunity to come to repentance. He came to seek and to save that all, all that are lost. He came to give us life, but not just life, life more abundant. God is with us. God is here. The same miracles, the same power, the same Spirit is here today. Believe in what God wants to do in your life. Know that He has a plan for your life today. That He has a purpose. This season will end and a new one will begin. Get ready for the new season in your life. You'll stand today. The faith team is coming forward at this time. They're coming to the front. And if you need prayer today in your life specifically, if you need healing today, if you want to pray with them about something, a circumstance in your life, if you want to pray with them about repentance, you want to pray with them about uh, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, they are here to pray with you today. They're here to encourage you in the Spirit today. And so you'll want to get with them if you want specific prayer. But these altars are open right now for anyone that will come forward 
that wants to pray today, that wants to reactivate in their lives this great power, this great anointing, this great Spirit of God that He gave us. This is God with us. It is His Spirit in our lives. Won't you come forward today? Won't you allow the Spirit of God to move and minister in life today? Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we need you today.